Holy smokes. Now, Alan, there's no need to panic. Uh, it looks like we have guests. Very large and scary looking guests. Uh, uh, how, uh, how, how can we help you? Big Papu sending message. Yeah, we're here to smash place up. But looks like someone drew that first. <laughs> hey, I just tidied things up. Wait, did you say Big Papu sent you? What does the head of the Finnish mob want with us? Big Papu said baby gumshoes forget about the vice or we put you in French press. Send you to a big kahvila in sky. Oh, that can't be good. I think. It's probably not good. So stay out of way, or we come back next time to kick Perse and chew galaxy gum. But we not bring any gum. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, that settles it then. Oh, you said it, pal. Whatever was stolen from that old man ain't worth it if it puts us in body bags. I say we call this whole thing off. What? Are you kidding? This is even better than I'd hoped. We gotta be onto something if the Finns are sending their goons after us. They run half the city. Practically every cop and councilman is in their pocket. If they want that old man's heirloom so bad, it's gotta be more important than we ever imagined. I'm telling you, Alan, the corruption runs deep, and that device is our way in. What are you... are you thick? The head of the Finnish mob just threatened to punch our tickets over something you couldn't give two shakes about just this morning. Oh, oh, this is rich. Is Detective Alan Reed throwing in the towel before his morning cup of Joe gets cold? Okay, one, we've already been worked over twice today. Two, I'm not itching to find out what that Kavila thing is. And three, I hate coffee and you know it! Hey, alright, I'm not fiending for a fight either, Alan, but there's something about this story I can't shake. I, I just want to have another sit down with the old man, that's all. See if he knows more about this merchandise than he was letting on. Uh, Felix, be reasonable. He's just a crazy old codger who wants his family heirloom back. Why the Finns want it, I don't know. I'm no wet rag, but I think we're better off letting this whole thing slide. Well, if you're just gonna stay here, make sure to fix the door those two brutes bashed in. Otherwise, how will Widdle Cynthia know where to knock when she asked Detective Weed to help her find her lost pussycat? Oh. Felix? Hey, I'm gonna go look for the old man. Catch you on the flip, Alan. Felix, wait! Sandstorm's got you stressed? Boredom bogging you down? Grab a nitro-cooled bottle of water-cola. Experience the miracle of man-made moisture that has everyone saying, Drought? What drought? Our hydration ears have harnessed the latest in aquatic technology to provide complete nutrition in every drop. 
By the way, Mom, make sure to start your toddlers on water cola early so they get their minimum daily requirement of moisture needed to grow up strong and refreshed. Water cola has no preservatives, no artificial stabilizers, and get this, no water. And we pass on the savings to you. You can find water cola wherever fine goods are sold. Water cola, or else. Brought to you by the Prometheus Corporation. See, Lou, it works great. Well, how about that? Yeah, and look, I modified your basic RX 4500, so it's much smaller and sleeker. Totally concealable. And it has dynamic range capabilities. I can pick up Felix farting from 100 yards out if I wanted to. Oh, I don't, obviously. But, but I could, if I wanted to. Very impressive, Alan. You've come a long way. I remember a little ankle biter who'd stop by every day after school, disassemble everything in the shop, and try to put it back together again. Incorrectly. <laughs> yeah, I do still promise to fix that old dream recorder. I don't know why I tried to make it solar powered in the first place. Well, having known you for nearly a decade, it's because you don't think first. Sorry. No, Ellen, that wasn't a slight. People can only travel as far as the limits of their imagination, and you don't have a limit. Ah, oh, shucks, Lou. Don't call me that. I must have told you a thousand times. So. Mrs. Sloan, as I was saying before Alan here started showing off, we could really use your help. Please, call me Louisa. Right, so, Louisa. Ah, Lou! Is that... Holy smokes it is! That's a replica Kirby Cole anti-screwdriver! And that's it! Is that... Yes? No. Yes? It can't be as long-range pan-dimensional multi-purpose zero-gravity quantum transcoder! Oh! Wait. Neat. What's happening? What is this? Can I play with them? Please, 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 please! Go ahead. They were Enix. I found them way in the back. I dare say, they're yours now anyway. I'm quite sure he'd have wanted that. Oh boy! Alan, we came here for information, remember? I trust you! Damn it. No cursing in my shop. Now, what was it you wanted to ask me? Right. Well... Alan and I were asked by this old man to follow up on something, and now we need to find him. Follow up on what? Some greasers Alan and I know knocked him over a few nights ago, and he wanted us to help find them. You boys are detectives now? Ugh, don't even get me started. It wasn't my idea. I'll fix that! Ugh, what a putz. It's part of his charm. Now, Felix, why come to me? Well, the old man said that his stolen property was some invention. Something, I don't know, sciency. Alan said you might know who the guy is that maybe you've seen around the shop. Or heard of his pops. Some inventor. We've been out all night and this morning trying to find the man and we've got bupkis. I don't know about in the shop recently, but... I do recall a rather eccentric customer back in the day. This would have been many years ago, when Enoch and I started out. He came in looking for parts. Ruder than a drunken pit bull, this man. Thought he was smarter than everybody else. Which, between you and me, he was with my dear husband. I loved Enoch, but 
He didn't know an ionic retrogirl from his own wazoo. Pardon my language. Right. So, this customer of yours? Yes. Sort of a screwball, as I said. Came from the city, if rumors would be believed. Name of Weathersby? Now, I never met his son, but there is a Weathersby out near Norsor Way, if memory serves. Oh, really? Oh, that, that's great! Thanks a million! You found his father's invention? I'd like to see that. That man was a few electrons short of an atom, but he was sharp when it came to this. Yeah, we, we found it. Sort of. It's a stickier racket than we're used to, but there's something serious going on, so we want to have another chat with this last living Weathersby. Hey! Alan! Let's split! Aww. Don't worry, you can bring your new toys with you. The collector's items! Thanks again, ma'am. Be careful, boys. Thanks, Lou. I'll be in tomorrow, okay? I want to realign the quantum wig nuts on our secret project. <laughs> Just come back in one piece. Righto! days I'm gonna smash that dumb thing. You want a radio show or not? Anyway, it's the old man's fault. I wouldn't be fiddling with this so much if he didn't live so far out. North Shore. <laughs> I couldn't get any signal until just now. Yeah, who'd have thunk an RX-45 whatchamacallit held together with gum and string by a kid living in a beat-up rocket would have a weak signal? <sighs> You're such a nosebleed, Felix. Do you enjoy anything? Yeah. Getting answers. That really razzes my berries. Now zip it. That's the old man's pad up there. Hmm. I've got a bad feeling about this. What do you mean? Look, either the old man never shuts his door, or someone's been here before us. Oh, cripes. Better get out your anti-screwdriver, Detective Reed. This could get messy. Oh, cripes, oh, cripes, oh, cripes. The lights aren't working. Detective Reed strikes again! I mean, slow down. Technically, we're trespassing. This guy's an oddball. Maybe he just likes leaving his door cracked open. Nobody on the shore leaves their door open unless they want a sudden sandstorm as a roommate. No, something's fishy here. Be ready to bolt, flat out. Okay, I dig that. I'm already a soft bump in the dark away from booking it. Ah! Oh. Cut the racket, will ya? Uh, sorry. Hey, what's this? Ooh, it's cold. Hmm, what's etched into the side? 56. Find something? Yeah, check it out. It's shiny. It could be a clue. Or it could just be something you stole from a lonely old man's house. Come on, let's keep searching the place.
like cigar smoke. The old man must have just been here. Uh-oh. What? What'd you find this time? Take a peek at the photo on his desk. Hmm, who's this in it? Is this the old man? Yeah, I think so, but look who he's with. Oh, you have got to be kidding me. That's Trice. Look at the two of them all buddy-buddy. Ugh, makes me sick. What is this? To my biggest fan... Best wishes, Lester Trice, the voice of Drywater? I knew it. The old man said himself he never misses the show. I bet he was in cahoots with Trice the whole time. Oh, they must have known the device was hot, so the old crook sent us after it so we'd be taken out of the picture. I bet they're both in on the cover-up. Uh, Felix? Face it, Alan, we've been played again. Just a couple of shoreline suckers, that's what we are. Why did I ever think I could make a difference in this garbage heap of a town? Felix. You stick your neck out for your fellow man, and he brings the axe straight down and chops your head clean off. Then he stuffs you full of breadcrumbs and roasts you for Christmas dinner. Feeds your giblets to the damn dog. Felix. <sighs> you know, the only honest job in this town, Alan, the gravedigger. That's what I should be doing instead of standing around in some old coot's shanty playing kick detective. Ain't nothing complicated about putting a man six feet under. Doesn't matter if you're a prince or a pauper. We're all worm food in the end. Well, you're certainly right about that last one. Look. Holy smokes, is that? Yeah, looks like it. And judging by the large caliber holes in his back, if he was in cahoots with Trice, he sure picked a hell of a role to play. Oh, crumb! What do we do? Right away! galaxy, Planetary Aero Force Captain Kirby Cole is on patrol, protecting the solar system from forces sinister and dark, shining the light of truth and justice to the farthest corners of space. This is The Adventures of Kirby Cole. When we last left our hero, Captain Kirby Cole had been patrolling the solar system when he was shot down by his nemesis, the evil Lord Ziff, who made his escape on his ship, the Harsh Mistress. Our hero was forced to land the PFA Chimera on Mars, where his interplanetary detective skills were quickly needed. Captain Cole was called upon by a man named Oslo Quinn, who was convinced his neighbor was actually an android in human disguise. Quinn claimed that his neighbor had been acting strangely, and upon further investigation, discovered a clue proving, to him, that the neighbor had been replaced by a robotic being with evil intent. Following the man for several days, Quinn claimed to have seen that he had no navel. Yes, though he appeared normal, this man's belly was as smooth as a clothing shop mannequin. And now our hero must track down this mysterious doppelganger 
as he is vanished without a trace. But if he is indeed an android of evil intent, can Captain Kirby Cole find him in time before he completes whatever nefarious scheme has been programmed into his cold, calculating mind? Find out now in part three of The Neighbor with No Navel. <laughs> uh, good, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Whew. Welcome to another broadcast of the Drywater Dispatch. I'm Felix Fleming, and I'm Alan Reed. We apologize for running a bit behind, hiding in a dumpster for two hours, but we come to you with a special report. That's right, Alan. As you know, today is the anniversary of the terrible tragedy that shocked the whole Shoreline community. Twenty years ago this very evening, police made a daring attempt to capture the infamous serial murderer known locally as the Shoreline Strangler. An attempt that ended in disaster. balloon. The only thing more prominent in the night's air than the crickets was the tension and dread running through the town. Three murders in three months. All shoreline women, all walking near their homes at night, stalked and strangled. A piece of piano wire left at each scene. Drywater's shoreline police were nearing the end of an arduous manhunt, and Detective Eustace P. Dufresne Hey, isn't that your uncle, Felix? No! Wait, yeah, yeah, Dufresne, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's right, he is your uncle. I, I said shut up, Alan! You didn't say shut up, you said no! Oh, that's real mature. Detectives with the Shoreline PD had received a tip only hours before that some locals had seen a suspicious figure prowling around their homes that night. Detective Dufresne, who some of you might know as Sheriff Dufresne, made the controversial call to send Officer Samantha Jenkins, a rookie, into harm's way, dressed as an unarmed civilian. The sting would take place on a ridge along the Lost Coast, with a few of the shoreline's finest concealed close by. Hours passed, with nothing but the rustle of the wind on the dunes. Our heroes were just about to give up for the night, when they saw a shadowy figure appear out of the brush. It moved as silent as a bobcat, and twice as fast. Before they could blink, it pounced on Officer Jenkins, piano wire gleaming in the darkness. That's when they switch on the floodlights. Stunned, the Strangler scampered off through the scrubs, with Detective Dufresne giving chase. The murderous monster was quicker than heat lightning, but the sands were low that night, listeners, and you could see clear from one shoreline to the other. Dufresne pulled his revolver and squeezed off a few rounds. Bang! 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 And one rang true. The shoreline strangler hit the sand like a stack of dinner plates. 
Like we said, dear listeners, the moon was full that night. As Detective Dufresne approached the body, he saw he caught the strangler in the neck, through and through. Rolling the body over, he finally came face to face with the creature that had terrified the shoreline community. But what he found was something even more sinister. It was just a man. Grizzled beard, tattered clothes, a sandal missing from his right foot, a degenerate drifter from the shallows without a penny to his name. How could such heartless acts of cruelty be wrought by someone, something, so pathetic? But that's the true horror of this tale. The face of inhumanity is never recognizable. Or perhaps it is. And unfortunately, this drifter's deadly legacy didn't end here. For just a few hundred feet away, another body lay still in the cool sand. Officer Samantha Jenkins. She dedicated her life to protect the shore from those who would do evil. And on this night, she made that ultimate sacrifice. By now, listeners, you surely know the rest of the story. For his bravery in the line of duty, Detective Dufresne was awarded the Medal of Merit from Mayor Franklin Griswold. As for Officer Jenkins, she got her name in the paper and on a tombstone in Shady Dunes. As always, listeners, thanks for getting your radio knobs stuck to this channel as you tried to find something better. Stay tuned next week, or month, or year, for another broadcast of the Drywater Dispatch. Hey, that went well. I really thought I was going to upchuck after we found that stiff and ran away from the police. Alan! I'm feeling pretty good, actually. I'm not even that worried about those two finished ogres that caved in our front door. Alan! Boy, I'm starving, actually. You want a Mr. Minute? I'm gonna get a Mr. Minute. Alan! Yeah? The light's still on. Again. Oh. Blech. Drywater is written by Ryan Snyder and Michael Pope, and produced by Ryan Snyder. More information can be found at drywater.wordpress.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Drywater Podcast.